0: Thank you for listening to Comic Issues, your favorite geeky podcast full of rants, ramblings, and ravings. I'm your host, Anthony Silva. Along with me is one of the greatest geeks in the world, Sarah Winchester, the Villainous Slayer. It's going to be another Villainous Slayer cast, layer, Villainous podcasting. What 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 the fuck did we call it? Uh, I think we were calling him Layer Cast,
1: Layer Cast,
0: or Villainous Villain Casts. Something like something awesome. Pod Pod Layers.
1: Live from the Lair, kinda. (laughs) <laughs> kind of, from from a, a, a
0: secluded backup location, which Promote. which, which, which kind of looks like the storage room for uh, the lair.
1: No, um, so we're at my apartment. Um, you should see the reaction when I bring people here. A lot of people are like, oh, wow, especially guys. Come on, guys. Geeky girls. What the hell? You come in and you're like, wow, this is, do you have a son? No. <laughs> Does a 14-year-old boy live <laughs> here by himself? No. This is mine. To be fair, like, my place looks
0: looks pretty much the same.
1: Yeah, but you yes. are a 14 year old boy, pretty much. That's fair.
0: That's fair. That, that's that's part of geekdom. We're all 13, 14 year fourteen-year-old, but with steady jobs, most of us, and, you know, disposable income to buy the things that we couldn't when we were 13, 14.
1: Exactly my point. So that's why when I bring people in, they immediately ask me if I have children. I'm like, do these look like toys? These are collectibles. My
0: biggest problem now <laughs> after Christmas. Is uh, in my hallway. I had this little recessed shelf where I was. St- we were stacking all the, all the pops. geeky stuff. Oh, tons yeah? of pops. Ashley's really gotten into the pops, um, like all the cool little knickknacks and things. Mm-hmm. Now I've got too much stuff. Oh. There's no way to decent, even decently uh, display everything. Before <laughs> Christmas, it was tight, but everything you could see. You'd have to point out some things, but everything was visible. Now, no way.
1: No, it's, um, well, th- that's my problem too. Is like, I saw more things in storage that mm-hmm. I just, because they're breakable and I just don't want to put them out to I have a place to put them, but there's just no storage in here, is really what it is. Like, I need shelving. Like, they're up on tops of my fucking cabinets for my kitchen, all my action figures. Oh, look, it's, uh, hobbitses Those are Hobbits, there's some X Men. I have the entire Puppet Master collection in the corner.
0: That's always a weird movie to me. <laughs> I, it like, is.
1: It's completely fucked up. And it's something it's, I remember very fondly from my childhood. It's one of those movies
0: that, uh, to me, was campy while still being scary. Yeah. Like, the, the, the campy movies usually lose some of that edge mm-hmm. because that, that kind of comedy loosens things up and makes it easier. Whoa. But something about the, the the puppet master ones, maybe because they're like marionettes. It's because for, sure.
1: for the time they're done really well. Yeah, yeah. Like they're they're still kind of they crazy. still kind
0: of hold up quality it's, wise. There's
1: always a guy at Comic Con who has um I think it's I think it's Dark uh what is it Full dark moon moon moon? Productions Full Moon Full Moon and he has the 18 inch blade puppet yeah and I, every time I see it I'm like I want
0: that. no <laughs> I want
1: it so no. badly
0: <laughs> I don't I don't I don't need a real like, one-for-one one representation yes. of a of a inanimate I, object that comes to life and kills people.
1: I am all about one-one like replicas. It makes me happy.
0: <laughs> which, you know, in some instances, super sweet. But when it's a, of an inanimate object that comes to life and kills people, and the only thing separating me and that marionette is some kind of inanimate life coming to it. Yeah. That's a little too much for me. I'll say I used to have a
1: I used to have a my buddy doll as a child which I was convinced was a Chucky doll. Yeah, it never that. came to life and I was actually slightly weirded out that it didn't. I don't know what that says about me, but
0: it was I, I like you're expecting it should. And, like... and and if it does like as as a child,
1: mm-hmm.
0: we watch all these things and as we kinda get to that close to ten, you know, like pre teen area, I think we see even cartoons and, and, and movies and stuff were like, okay, yes, this isn't real, but something about it feels a little real. Well, it was... Um, like, and, and my question is, you're my buddy doll. Yeah. Do you think it come to life and it would be Chucky, or that you would get the one that Isn't Chucky like it has its own different personality?
1: Well, I would feel it would have to be a different one because obviously this is not a Chucky doll. Because this isn't the movie, and Chucky's in the movie. That's not Charles Lee Ray. He didn't come up in my house. No, but that's ridiculous. That would be crazy. (laughs) But no, like I watched horror movies very, very early on as a child. My parents weren't very weird about like (laughs) that sort of shit. They're extremely laid back. Actually, what it was was my dad was very much. A proponent of this is make believe. Mm. I'm going to show you why this is not real, and you won't be afraid of it. Which actually got me started on special effects
0: to instill that young.
1: Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, he never allowed me to watch when I was younger. He never let me see at the time. Um, I couldn't see Silence of the Lambs, mm-hmm. and I couldn't see Seven. Mm-hmm. And I remember being really upset. Be like, look, I'm I'm 13 or 14 or however the old I was. And I was like, why the hell wouldn't she just look? I watch freaking Freddy Krueger all the time. Yeah. And again, his, what he finally told me later was, he's like, I can explain away Freddy Krueger. I can explain away Chucky. I can explain away all these things. He goes, but these are real serial killers. Thing- and I wasn't ready for you to know that there were people like that in the world. Yeah. I was like, thanks, Dad. So props to you, Papa. It has,
0: <laughs> it has forever changed my perception of Kevin Spacey. <laughs>
1: For goddamn sure. Yeah. I was actually watching American Beauty the other night because it's on Netflix now, and I'm still just I'm always just blown away by Is that Kevin movie Spacey. Kevin's still pulled up. Yeah. Yeah. Performance-wise, it's okay. a beautiful film.
0: Yeah. Like I I remember watching it uh, back in high school. I'm like, wow, this this movie's really uh, amazing. Before I really kind of learned to
1: ignore that kid with the bag.
0: He he was annoying then, but and and now I find him funny. Oh, what the fuck? He did a commercial. <laughs> He did like a... Oh, it's a Lexus commercial. Oh, I keep seeing it on Hulu. And I see him mm-hmm, like, it's mm-hmm. that intense kid with the bag.
1: Yeah, it is. name is Wes or something. Wes Bentley, maybe? Yes, Wes
0: Bentley. Because he's him? also in Hunger Games. Yeah. And I'm like, ah, it's that kid with the
1: bag. Yeah, with the weird... Yeah, that's he's,
0: him. He looks intense all the time. Well,
1: he's one of those people who does. like, And he kind of looks like... In that time period there was a whole bunch like he kinda looks like Lucas Haas and uh, like a, a bunch of other kids at the same who had the same look. Yeah. Going for them.
0: It's the same as um <laughs> uh Crispin Glover from oh, Back to the Future. Yes. Like he always looks crazy. He kind of is crazy. Yeah, which is what I've heard, but No, like
1: I mean like his um he was doing that um movie with the rats? No. Well he did he did Willard. Yeah. But no, he was he wrote and produced a movie. That completely starred um, only actors with Down syndrome, but it took like it. It never actually fully made Mm -hmm. it to production, as Mm -hmm. far as I know. There were too many issues with um, the ADA was having issues with you know working on set for things like that because I guess there's a limit yeah because you know they're not fully consensual in a lot of ways because a lot of them have guardians, mhm, so he was trying to do this very big experimental thing, and it didn't really go anywhere, but I'm like, perhaps for trying, I guess to do something different, but he's a very weirdly intense kind of guy yeah but um but no, American beauty just Chris Cooper, Chris Cooper, all the fucking way. I fucking oh, love yeah. him, and that last moment is beautifully oh, done. shit, but that's
0: right, it's holy crap, sad. You just. He just opened a fucking door in my brain. <laughs>
1: oh just my that God. last part where they're standing in the rain,
0: yeah, in
1: front of the garage, and he's like, "Oh no, oh yeah," and he is so, like, his heart breaks in one incident. Chris Cooper is really good about acting with his face,
0: mm, he is and good. he
1: just he blew me away. Even as a teenager, I was like, "This is phenomenal." Yeah. So I might wax poetic a lot about American Beauty, but I think it's a beautifully made film.
0: It it it, <laughs> it really is. I was just kind of curious because. Like I've seen it on Netflix, I'm like, you know, I really like that movie. Mm-hmm. Fifteen years ago,
1: there's a lot of those cropping up, almost Famous is on there too, and I, I adore that movie. I don't know movie. if I'd watch
0: Almost Famous again. I love Cameron Crowe.
1: I really like film, so I watch a lot of films. There's a lot of weird French movies on there too, which are totally up my alley. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um.
0: All right. So um, mm. having you on the podcast uh, yes. this week, oh, because Elizabeth went out to visit family and uh, I see in Florida. Elizabeth. Uh, which is why she's not here. Uh, so we uh, keeping the 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 male female quotient quotient ratio uh, the 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 same. We brought Sarah on uh, because well not because but this gives us a, a, a rare opportunity to talk about Legend of Korra.
1: <gasps> Yay!
0: <laughs> we we are very aware it's a very big thing. We're yes. very
1: aware many of you
0: really enjoy
1: it. We watch this as a family,
0: <laughs> but. Uh, Elizabeth and I are very inexperienced when it comes to it mm-hmm. um, but I do I see memes I see um, some of the stories recently that have come out and I have very very little experience with Avatar but mm, it's the same world but people act like it's completely it is it's completely different and, and and just because I've seen Avatar like I feel like I feel like they're telling me I don't know shit about Korra <laughs>
1: You don't. Okay.
0: That's fair. That's fair. So tell me, uh, first, first, I'd like you to, as, as simply as you can, yes. um, explain the Korra fandom to me.
1: Okay. So this is a lot of issues that were brought up when Legend of Korra was on Nickelodeon. Um, Nickelodeon doesn't really know what to do when they're marketing to things that are supposed to be for children, because that's what they they intended Cora to be for this you know this weird tween. The tween market is the hardest thing to corner. Mm-hmm. It's easy to get children, it's easy to get teenager like teenage adult males is what most things are geared towards is yeah. the 18 to 25 year old males. So Legend of Cora is, is supposed to be for the tweens. This supposed to be that like 10 to like 13 14 kind of yeah. Kinda, yeah. Well, they were also very concerned because it started girl. In test marketing, though, they threw proven that because they're like, boys, for whatever reason, we have this weird stereotype that girls will watch shows about boys, but boys will watch shows about girls. Uh-huh. And in test marketing, the boys didn't give a shit that she was a girl. They give a shit because she was a badass. Yeah. That's what they're, really they're in, sells it. They're in for
0: it. action and And, and stuff she like is. That. Yeah. She's
1: not a little girl. She's Absolutely not a dainty not. This girl. Isn't, this isn't ponies. She is a very... She's also, the thing about her is she is um, a rather muscular, broad-shouldered kind of a girl. Like, she's more of a tomboy girl. Yeah. Um, She is also um, an ethnic character on television. Mm -hmm. She's not white. Yeah. Despite what that fucking movie did, not white. (laughs) And she is a teenage girl who is, again, put into this... Like, the Avatar scenario from the beginning was very intense, but he was a a child. Yeah. You know, he's like 10 or 12, whatever he was, but he was a child. She's a teenager by the time this starts. And now the thing is, it's because there's been so long between the series, those of us who watched Avatar... 10 years ago, mm-hmm. we're watching it now as adults. Yeah. Because we remember how excited we were when the original show was on. So this has a really big crossover of the older fans who which watched is, Avatar.
0: Which is what I'd assume that helped kind of get Legend of Korra out there, is that you've already mm-hmm. had this fan base who even the, the Avatar fan base was, was strong. Very much. So it seemed, okay, it, 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 it would seem only natural that... They would just continue on and and yep. follow. But it feels like they're different camps.
1: Very different. It's very different. Um, it's not quite, again... because it
0: because it thematically the two shows are different?
1: They're extremely... Aang's journey was very, very interesting because he was gone from the world for so long. There yeah. hadn't been an avatar. He was missing. He is back.
0: There's a lot of world discovery.
1: Mm-hmm. Because, you know, he, he was missing for a hundred years. For a hundred years, the world didn't have their Avatar. They learned to go on without him.
0: And then the Fire Nation came.
1: And everything changed the day the Fire Nation attacked. But in his reign as the Avatar, he did a lot of good. And he changed the course of this world. He united the nations. Him and Fire Lord Zuko are together. Not together, together. They're That'd pals. Um, like Smokey and the Bandit. Exactly. Wait, no, that's not right. Except just Smokey <laughs> Fuck the Bandit. No. <laughs>
0: Except not. <laughs> I, you know what I keep I keep <laughs> making the reference to Smokey and the Bandit because I keep thinking that the trucker is Smokey. The trucker is the cop. Bandit is Burt Reynolds. It's Burt Reynolds. Yeah.
1: So like Bill and Ted. You should think to B.J. and the Bear. That's a concept and I can't BJ get enough Bear, of. Yeah. A boy and his monkey. But no. Um. So he was gone, and there was a huge thing. Like he was thrust in the middle of a war, and he felt he had an obligation to this world that that he they thought the Avatar had abandoned. Korra has known she's the Avatar since she was a child, was whisked away from that to be, to be groomed to be the next Avatar. This is 70 years after the end of Avatar. 70 years? 70. Aang has died, and she's the next in the cycle.
0: But she was there with Aang in the first one. No. Unless this is Korra Jr.
1: No, no, no. Korra, because of the Avatar state, what it is is, it all refers back to the original Avatar. His name is Wan. Okay. And... All of the avatars, since it since they're on a repeating um,
0: reincarnation reincarnation
1: cycle, yeah. they can access their past lives. Korra's never shown up in the original series.
0: I, but I thought, I thought she was the same girl from the Avatar series. No, who's that girl?
1: Katara. Katara. Katara ends up being Aang's wife. Okay. And then they proceed to have three children, one of which is an airbender. Which that's the other thing is too is that Aang was the last. Airbender yeah, yeah, on this yeah, yeah. world. Now, his son is the only airbender along with his Aang's grandchildren. Mm-hmm. But he married Katara, who's a waterbender. Okay. And they proceeded to have their three children. I
0: think that's why I, I had so much Katara. confusion about the show, <laughs> was because she
1: even, like, to me. She looks their water tribe. Yeah. Katara's water tribe, so is Clara. And
0: I never and i never watched avatar enough to know to know the difference (laughs) but i saw like okay uh this is this is the sequel to avatar she's in the same general garb different costume but still the same colors i'm like ah water tribe she's water Tribe. uh and looked i mean for a cartoon about as similar similar you know as as you can kind of get well because they're from similar tribes yeah yeah. So I always thought it was the same girl who was cruising oh, with Aang. Now I in see where a lot of
1: your, so now, a lot of your confusion okay, stems okay. from. <laughs> you know, that's that's why Kat- it's two different camps. Katara Katara has shown up in the Korra, but she's she's a she's an old lady. She's An old lady. Okay. Yeah. Um. The only we've seen I f- I don't want to spoil it. I'm sure most of them have already seen it, but a few characters from the original series have surfaced in the Legend of Korra, but they're they're old people. Yeah. Because yeah. Because. I was actually watching this with my friend. She was watched the original Avatar. And the first episode, we're sitting there, and all of a sudden, she's like, so it just dawned on me a second ago that Aang is dead. <laughs> of course he's dead. That's how the next cycle started. She goes, I know it in my heart, but I just <laughs> felt it. <laughs> and she was like, oh, that's sad. Delayed feels. Yeah, a little bit, because she'd never seen um, Kara And I. she was here for three days, and we blew through the first season, yeah, so it was great. Okay, okay. But yeah, so um, Korra has... I really like Korra because she is a teenager. Mm-hmm. She starts off as kind of a brat. She changes a lot in the course of—I mean, very short seasons: thirteen episodes, four seasons. Okay, That's four. not a lot. No. I mean, the original Avatar got like sixty-six episodes. It yeah. was—they were full runs of seasons—and she's she's grown as a character, which is. Not always easy to do for something you're trying to get with a children's programming. It's usually not yeah. as arc centric, and it's usually not as serialized. And they've really managed uh, the the Cora from the the last episode, the last season, is not the girl from the first season. Yeah, that rolled in on a polar dog, and she was going to change the world. Yeah, and that's that's always
0: very cool because, like you said, when you when you're dealing with children's shows, the idea is to keep it. Always with always in the median mm-hmm. so you can go as long as you possibly can, mm-hmm. pump out as many toys as you possibly can. Yep. If your characters change, then eventually you're gonna you're gonna have to end it. Yeah. That's that's why the fucking Simpsons kids are forever like <laughs> ten. eight and ten.
1: <laughs> yep. No, and because and that's exactly what it is and you know, the Simpsons is the longest running show on television and they've not really changed. Yeah. She letters on them. Yeah pox on that although I did watch that every Simpsons ever as much as I could of it oh I
0: wanted to but we don't have cable I
1: watched so much of it I watched it just so my eyeballs bled yeah. it was lovely <laughs> um but no it I'm still a little emotional about that last episode it was fantastic yeah like it was a good because the first season is a little rocky but most seasons are they're finding yeah. their footing but and now that I've seen all all the way through and I've gone back and restarted it I'm very impressed with the writing and the depth of the characters. Again, for something that was brushed off by Nickelodeon as a children's show, a lot of insight. One Mm -hmm. of the better things I've seen on television in general in a while, Mm -hmm. and a lot of people, again, it gets a bad rap because it, it looks like a children's cartoon. I like you gotta look you gotta see it. Yeah.
0: For (laughs) different reasons I feel uh Invader Zim had this similar struggle. Invader Zim did. (laughs) That it it wasn't it clearly wasn't for kids.
1: Mm
0: -mm. But Nickelodeons trying to sell it to kids when they really they need to make their own adult swim uh, programming and let shows like Invader Zim
1: would have done better on Cartoon Network even.
0: Like I didn't know any kids who watched it but the, the the kids I hung out with, like the my friends and everything, who were already reading Johnny and uh Squee, yeah. Like that we watched this I'm like, holy shit. Yeah, it's different. Oh, but yeah. it's tonally so similar that's it it yeah. was still super easy for us to jump into.
1: And it was because and the thing is a lot of these shows suffer because they're slightly ahead of their time and they're yeah. not being marketed properly. Yeah. And that's really what a lot of it is. You can have a great movie, but if you don't or a great show, but if you don't market it, nobody is watching it. So as much as you put into it, you need to give that back out because otherwise people aren't going to see it. Yeah. And it causes a lot of things. Like again, everybody last year at Comic-Con in the Legend of Korra panel, we were heartbroken to hear that it was not going to be airing on Nickelodeon anymore. Mhm it was going to go strictly to digital release. You could only get it through Amazon and things. And it was because they wanted to, they said because they wanted to cut down because the first six episodes had been leaked online. And they said they wanted to control when it was released a little bit better. And I'm like, we'll still watch it. Yeah. Trust you me, yeah. we will still be watching it. I'm like, I will watch it in Brazilian. I don't even, it had leaked in like Brazil. Like and the I'm people,
0: like, I'll still who... watch it. <laughs> Who are going to go out of their way to illegally download it are the same people that'll probably watch it when it's on. Yeah. Granted, you'll probably lose a, lose a small percentage, but your bulk will probably still show up to watch it, one in likely better quality, mm-hmm. uh, without subtitles, yeah, in English, yeah, and on on the TV that they're that they're comfortable with.
1: Exactly. I'm like, and um, I bought every single episode. I have a season pass on Amazon, mm-hmm. and every Friday morning it'd be like. Legend of course, in your in basket, and because I wanted to support it i yeah. like I wanted to show them that like look, this is marketable, and it is a lucrative thing for you to continue, and then we found out that this this was it, yeah. and I was like it's all for naught.
0: no i'm I'm <laughs> wondering I've heard really Good things, mm-hmm. painful things, but good things about the the series finale. <gasps>
1: yeah,
0: do you feel like everything is wrapped up and that yeah. it's it was the natural progression of the whole story?
1: She came what she need. She came to do what she needed to do. Mm-hmm. And again, this was a girl who, like I said, most of your people have probably already seen it, but. From the first episode, where in the very and again there's very you know there's a few characters, a couple issues from the first ep, uh the first arc where she there's the equalist who believe that bending sets people apart so that that's a superior race and we can't be having things like this. she dismisses these people's complaints and she's like, bending is the greatest thing ever. Why would you hate on that mm-hmm. to being and very arrogant and very because she'd always been told. You're the one. You're the avatar. You changed the world. You're special. And then everyone around her, when she gets to the real city, is like, we don't need you. The cycle the avatar is over. This city doesn't need you. We're fine. We're going to be fine. So going from this girl with extremely arrogant, who's been brought up without any sense of her really own culture, only that she is the avatar, to being somebody who can display incredible amounts of compassion to somebody who's doing terrible things mm-hmm. was very insightful. That's cool. It was really, really nice to see mm-hmm. that she wasn't just that hot-headed girl who rode into a public city on a polar dog yeah. four seasons ago. It was really nice, and it you ended up... You still do up- that
0: goofy two-animal naming thing? Absolutely. That, yeah. <laughs> I mean, I guess, I guess it, that wouldn't
1: Try change. To push bear?
0: I always found that to be <laughs> funny. With well, the exception
1: uh, of, like, the lemurs.
0: Um, and the Bison, I I, I, I did see an episode in the Avatar series where they found like a like just a bear.
1: Yeah, just and, a bear, and they're like, "What kind of bear?"
0: Yeah, and they they were, they were trying to find like, "Oh, what's the other animal that combines yeah, to make no, this?" Just a bear. Um, but if they're all like multiple animals, and I don't understand why they have separate um, <laughs> like the bear bear descriptor and eagle descriptor. Like, why do they have these individual ones if they don't have an eagle and a bear?
1: Um, I would always thought it was just how evolution had just worked in their world. But yeah, she has a polar dog. Yeah. And as you as she's you do. Awesome. <laughs> she's, you from, do. she's from she's from a water tribe. There's snow. Yeah. <laughs> it yeah. makes total sense. Just, um, like just
0: like the funky bison. Exactly. Yeah. The sky bison. The sky bison. Yeah. The fly. a flying fucking bison with the platypus tail. <laughs> we
1: have so many more of them now. <laughs> <laughs> that's nice. I like Oogie.
0: Um but that's cool. I mean, like, I, I, see, I see the meme all over the place, well, and certainly, like, you guys, you know, have, have posted things, your reactions to the, to the series finale, uh, which has made me curious, but, like, I was, I still was under the assumption that this was a, some kind of very soon sequel after Avatar, <laughs> and I, I just, I didn't know what was going to be in it for me, personally.
1: It's a very, it's a very different world. Mm-hmm. Like, it's very, um, it's, it's come up a lot because, you know, it is so much later. Like, they're in a very different era in yeah. where they are. I mean, it's a little more steampunk, I would almost equate it to,
0: mm-hmm.
1: with cars and flying machines and some of amazing machines. Right on. Friggin' mech suits. I sw- Oh, shit! Shit you not! <laughs> and, um, and of course now, the biggest thing is now, and again, if it's, if you guys have not seen the finale- don't listen to the next couple of minutes okay. because I'm going to just blow the lid off this. Spoiler.
0: Jump ahead like 5 minutes.
1: Yeah. Spoilers. The creators have also come out and said that at the end of The Legend of Korra, the way it ended there was a lot of impliedness between mm-hmm. two of the Cora uh, and one of her other friends. Yeah. The the creators have come out and said that can't you know, she's a bisexual character. Yeah. We have a... Bisexual character of color on a children's television show.
0: Yeah, it's, it's a lot. It's a lot going on.
1: Finally, we have a little bit of inclusion on television. Now, and granted, makes they me happy.
0: Granted, they did. It does seem they had to kind of throw it in there at the last second.
1: That's all Nickelodeon would have let them get away with.
0: True, true. But I mean, it's 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 there. Even you know, Nickelodeon, I would assume, probably didn't even know I, that's what it was I'm pretty and sure and Nickelodeon's why,
1: head's pretty far up their own ass. So and that's no. why the
0: creators, like, a week later came out uh, independently and said, yeah, yeah,
1: yeah, it's what you think. Yeah, we already aired it, fuckers. Yeah.
0: <laughs> it was essentially too late to do anything about it.
1: Yeah, and it was beautiful, and it was nothing, and again, it was nothing that anything should be inappropriate for a child to even see. It was beautifully done, mm-hmm. and it's not pornography, and it's nothing inappropriate. It was just something very, very beautiful and a great ending. Yeah. Ah. And so much fucking fan fiction is going to come of that.
0: <laughs> As if there wasn't there already.
1: It already was. It's already a very popular pairing. So yeah, they just went with it. Good for them.
0: <laughs> good on them. Good yeah. Yo. On them. Um. Well, that's cool. I mean, um, I, I can't. I can't say that I've. I'm necessarily turned around, but it's not like I was on the fence. It was always kind of like, oh, that's a pretty cool thing. There's a lot of fans of it. Uh, good. Good on them let the um, avatar into
1: your heart anthony
0: <laughs> but because it's essentially because it's not on netflix no. uh and to my knowledge it's not on hulu either
1: oh it sucks that you don't know anybody that has them all in dvd that could loan uh, them
0: to you I, I don't don't give me your archaic technology
1: no. <laughs> they're also out streaming on amazon prime do i have to pay for it i will i will just let you go onto my account <laughs> good lord I have plenty DVDs? of other, I have so many other things I'm, what are I'm still we, trying cavemen? to watch.
0: I I just caught up to the mid-season finales of like the comic book shows. From-
1: I'm on season two of Arrow. Shut up.
0: Yeah, it's, it's getting really good. It's
1: getting, it's getting really something. Good. I'll give it that.
0: Stick with it. Have you watched any of the Flash?
1: I just saw him show up, but no, I have is not. Is it season two? Is his first appearance? Yeah, a few episodes ago. Oh, with um, because little adorableness. I always forgot her name. Felicity. Yes. She's totally got the hot spot. She's like, great. I finally like a guy. He's in a coma. Bitchin'. Oh, yeah.
0: um, baby. Yeah, Flash is a great fucking show. <clears throat> so as far as the books that we have read uh, within the last uh, week or so, I think one of these might predate last week's releases.
1: I gonna say, I know I have one from the week before. Yeah.
0: <laughs> um, Access has come to an end with issue number nine. Finally. Um, I said uh, last week uh, when we caught up on seven and eight that... I was I was still kind of muddled about how I was feeling about it. I hadn't really reached the the same point uh, as I did with three when I said, "Oh, now we're kind of getting somewhere." My path with Axis has been issue one: too busy, don't know what the fuck's going on. Issue two: <laughs> still don't know what the fuck's going on. Uh, this seems way too packed. Three: I'm like, "Oh, here's the story."
1: Yeah, it was hidden.
0: Yeah. And now I've kind of muddled around since. Now it's come to to a close which uh, I don't uh. know. It's it seems it seems inevitable that these events are just doomed to disappoint
1: us. Well, this is sex without an orgasm. Like so much goddamn build up and nothing fucking happens. Again, if I thought for a minute that any of the things that were established now in this book were going to be canon and carry over, I might feel differently. But I know that this is gonna be just fucking gone like everything else that doesn't really apply. True. Like there's to the rest of it.
0: There's way too many changes for everything to
1: and it's just so stay
0: changed. Which I knew going plans. in. Like I, like we were we were talking briefly before we started recording. Like especially in this situation, but in many of the events where the, the Avengers and the X-Men are fighting again. I'm like, again? Yeah, yeah, of course. This, is, this will be resolved, and there will be a couple hard feelings that will show up in maybe two series later. But for the most part, everything's going to be back to normal. We're going to hit the status quo again, unless somebody dies. But well, then those people always come back a, a year later. This was the same thing. I'm like, oh, this is like a nine-issue what-if where bad guys are good guys, good guys are bad guys, but at the end of the, the nine issues... We're going to be back to the beginning.
1: So why would we even do this? Why do we need a nine For issue? For the journey? Plus, again, this is nine issues. Yeah. You forget the 750 other fucking crossovers that have been going on yeah, in every single title. I don't, I
0: don't care about those.
1: Yeah, no. I don't either. Until again, they encroach upon my fucking story.
0: Yeah, my the regular reading. But the, you know what? Then um, I was really annoyed uh, that the fucking will of Charles Xavier has been going on yeah. like through <laughs> all of this in some alternate dimension. Well,
1: it's the same thing. The death of Wolverine is also a crossing over across the titles really right that, now.
0: I don't know. Maybe it's because I stopped buying the, the the side books. I feel like that one's finally over for me.
1: Well, again, it's been crossover, crossover, and Nightcrawler, crossover, and Storm, crossover, and X Men. Anything that the X one have touched and there's a lot of them yeah but again this is what pisses what, what annoys me mostly about this not that remander doesn't seem to have a good idea of what he wanted to do with this particular story I feel it is ill-timed they have so many new titles right now mm-hmm. we have a new thor we have um, the new Captain America, yeah. who not really know what's going on. Thor doesn't know what's going on. Uh, Ms. Marvel, who's barely used to her powers at this point. The problem is you're trying to establish these characters, and they're just chucked into this other fucking storyline. Some of them were just
0: in the background. Like Ms. Yeah. Marvel's just briefly in the background. Um, uh, Thor really threw me off. When mm. we picked up Thor, we're like, okay, she gets the hammer off the moon, and, and now she's Lady Thor. But... Then we start see- – and we see at the end of issue one, we see Thor Thor, our Thor, old mm-hmm. Thor, lose his arm. But then we see Axis. He's got his arm. It's like, what the fuck's going on
1: here? Because none is of it, these is- work anymore. <laughs> yeah. who's, who's asleep at
0: the wheel that's letting uh, Adam Kubert draw – Adam? Adam. This one's Adam. Uh, the lesser Kubert draw Axis with <laughs> Thor with a regular arm. It takes us nine issues to realize, okay – this is confirmed it's happening before uh, Thor. the lady before Lady Thor.:
1: That sounds like a hell of a lot of bullshit. That sounds like a whole bunch of backpedaling. Well, it
0: doesn't, it doesn't even make any difference. Like, I don't know why they couldn't... Well, I guess again, because now oh, after Thor 3, I see why, but...
1: But there's all these other things. And again, this, what's going on that really annoys me is these storylines is that it interrupts the rest of everybody else's stories. Yeah. So the writers on the, on the regular arcs never get to complete their fucking thoughts. Because all of a sudden, every three months, they're yeah. interrupted to tell this other story.
0: Bendis has to interrupt his several of his Mm storylines to fit in the one axis tie-in
1: yeah and you're like why yeah just let axis sit on its own and just be its own thing and let them possibly even deal with the aftermath but then we have things the other thing that pisses me off is that it just feels like lazy writing it just all it is is like the x-men are being a bag of dicks the avengers have cut their ties to shield and they're being a bag of dicks um people from uh, saber a good guy what the hell is going on in my he, world? He is, he is now. Apocalypse? He's, he's the new... I did like that. No, I fucking I lo- don't like but this I lo- at all. I, lo- I
0: love the fuck out of Apocalypse. I don't like, want to see he's him... Like my favorite expert.
1: I don't want him to Magneto out on me. <laughs> <laughs> what it is is it that one, that is that... That I did find weird. These are not... These aren't my characters. These aren't my people. So you're fundamentally
0: upset that they changed.
1: I don't mind people who change... But I don't like characters that uh, develop yeah, any evolve. Yeah, not yet. This,
0: this clearly wasn't development. Force. They were under a spell, essentially.
1: Yeah, they've been under this for a while. And again, what is going to be the aftermath of all of this? That's going to be another fourteen fucking issues to deal well, with. We
0: have we have superior Let Iron it Man. go?
1: Uh, oh, and he's being. Oh, huh. yeah. He's essentially a. It, it, RoboCop drug dealer is what he is. RoboCop drug dealer. <laughs> he's just peddling weird upgrades and, yeah. he's, and he's back on the it's, bottle. Also, where the fuck is the Hulk? Of all these things that's going on, you know what the Hulk is doing? Going around and crippling other Hulks. Not for any particular goddamn reason but because yeah. he doesn't want to have anyone but, else to be
0: the Hulk. But that Hulk isn't what? the Hulk in this book which also pissed me off.
1: So I'm like, what the hell is going on?
0: Yeah, we. I mean, Elizabeth and I both have complained that it's, it's so It's because this is all
1: being diverted. So it's like all the other stories are just. Sort of up in the friggin' air, and I'm like, what is this?
0: But this is strange. We, like, we as comic book readers, we still want uh, all of the main books that we understand this is the 616. We want all those books to play out evenly. So if there is some kind of cataclysmic event like Axis Happens, we want everyone to recognize that it happened.
1: Yes, because you want it to be, you don't want to be like, hey, didn't so and so did this? Oh no, that didn't happen in this. That happened yeah. before. I mean, Shit. You you can't- can't- when D C can figure it out better than this, that's a something. <laughs> like Death of the Family crossed over with the Arcs very effectively True. and left actual ripples on these True. people.
0: But but like And that's saying a lot, 'cause I'm not a big D C fan. When the X Men does their own uh, big big time story When then- did that get to happen? Between crossovers? Um, I'm trying to remember the most recent one. The
1: death of Logan.
0: But even that one wasn't across every X book.
1: It's coming. It's it was, still it was, going. The legacy of Logan is still going yeah, on. That, they
0: they made their own issues to extend
1: that four. Yeah, <laughs> they oh, made four. <laughs> fucking a lot.
0: And now, say, uh, spoiler, everybody, uh, Sabretooth is going to be the new Wolverine, pretty much.
1: Fuck everything
0: I love. <laughs> weird, which is weird. At least, but at least Sabretooth doesn't have any memory of who he is. Uh, Sabretooth, luckily. Well, because it, that would be lame if Sabretooth lost his memory and decides he wants to be a good guy. Like, we've kind of already done that. Like, Juggernaut's done that. Well,
1: because they want to—they want to, us to have this, like, oh, there's a nugget of good things in them. Same with Apocalypse. They want a—spoiler n- bomb—they want to have us, this nugget of there was good in him, so there'll be a nugget of evil in this new guy.
0: That I found weird. Um, mm-hmm. So, hippie Deadpool, for the last <laughs> two, three issues— uh, has been trying to talk to Apocalypse to get to Evan on the inside yes. and draw him out. And it has seemed so fruitless that it was just never going to happen. And it just you just start feeling bad for Deadpool uh, as he gets essentially, like, eviscerated. Yeah. Uh But here he finally does it. I, I, I felt like there was...
1: Okay, when he is the one trying to talk somebody into...
0: But this is what? This is inverted Deadpool, so
1: inverted. Yeah, this isn't. Everybody, they're not inverted. Their heads are up their asses. <laughs> they're under a magical spell. Magic, magic fucking spells, magic, Sarah! fucking miracles and magic. Yeah, Duh! it's not really them. That is it's, lazy storytelling. It's it's it's. This is the amnesia oh, trope yeah. all over again. This is lazy yeah, storytelling. Kind, um yeah
0: conceptually this is not new Ow. conceptually this is this is a story we've, we've seen a million times it's just played up on a bigger scale
1: mm-hmm. uh, and it's with 700 it, very acrobia covers
0: and it's just kind of I guess the thing to get us between original sin and infinity wars mm-hmm. um, this is just a catalyst but I, I don't know what it is about me as a reader um, maybe maybe you as a retailer has a different perspective <laughs> But I can't help but feel like, oh, okay. Like one, I'm annoyed. Three, three quarters of the way through Access, we're already talking about Infinity and not the end of Access. Mm-hmm. But even with a uh, kind of a sour taste of Access in my mouth currently, I can't help but feel like, oh, the Infinity does sound kind of cool. Yeah,
1: just like Access sounded kind of cool. Yeah, just like Access. Just, just like, like original Sin, Sin sounded kind of cool. Just like A versus cool. X sounded kind <clears> of <throat> cool. They all sound kind of interesting until we realize the scale of these things. They're like, oh, I don't even... Civil War was really cool, too. And now... Ooh. Well, okay. Then like, you get to it and you're like, oh, my God. Four, four years
0: later, a lot of Civil War has been washed under the table. Of
1: course it has. Because, but, again, none I mean, of this for, sticks. For a little
0: while after Civil War, the, the, the repercussions were felt for Yeah, little Civil
1: little War aftermath.
0: <laughs> it was yeah. still part of the
1: arc. Yeah. It was just like... Cap apple.
0: died. There was that. Yeah, I guess who's back? Oh, well, he was—he was dead for like two years.
1: Aww, everyone dies in this universe. Nobody stays Jean dead. Jean Grey's not back. She'll, She'll be Robert back. Jean Grey. She'll be back. Um, She'll be back. Plus, she's died like seventeen times. She's 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 got a little. <laughs> but she's dead. She's been dead a long time. Yeah. I'm surprised how long she stayed dead. Well, because the Phoenix Force we could because again then we get to use the Phoenix Force super inefficiently in Avengers vs X Men yeah. occupy the
0: Xavier School. Yeah. Uh, so I mean it's it's come to an end. It's again it's 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 not the it, it's not getting the fanfare that it wants because There's a
1: lot of build up to a really, really yeah. anticlimactic ending.
0: Yeah. Uh we have um an inverted Havoc, Iron Man and Sabretooth. Mm. So Havoc's some kind of dick, but he's joined up with. Havok uh, was always
1: kind of a dick. You should have made him a super nice guy. <laughs> <laughs> he was
0: kind of uppity, but yeah. he's joined with Scott Summers and the Uncanny X Men. Mm-hmm. Uh, we have. Oh yeah,
1: and then there's the rest of the X Men, the misplaced time warp X Men who're just all over the goddamn place. Like we've all these characters. Well, that's and all doing new X Men.
0: That's that's You're not different anything stuff. Yeah, I mean that's that's just more of this is all the same universe, but it's not going to mm-hmm. affect everything. <sighs> Like, it's all 616, but all new X-Men are going to handle their adventure with absolutely no repercussions from Access. Same as uh, Uncanny and the the Last Will and Testament of Charles Xavier will have no repercussions back onto any other books. I'm
1: just like, could we please get back to our regular scheduled programming, please? Do you think... All right. but Before we just kind of
0: lastly jump off this. Yeah. Do you think it's just the oversaturation of of books? No. It's just... Because this was, this was a lot easier for Age of Apocalypse when there was only 12 books that came out a month oh, from yeah. Marvel. Oh, yeah.
1: It absolutely was. But, I mean, you figure the fact that if you look this up, there's a main story. And then it crosses over, and then there's an order you have to read them. Because they only come out once a month, but they don't all come out at the same time. That's right. why it can cross yeah. over for months and months and Access months. Axis was weekly-ish. except
0: for when it was late in the middle oops (laughs) Uh, there was the revolutions or revelations whichever one that was yeah Uh, that was a direct tie in and then all the normal books kind of followed to their normal ish schedule well
1: you know if you equate this to television like this would be like Family Guy when it crossed over with um, Simpsons Simpsons, but also crossing over with every other fucking show on every other fucking network wouldn't you get tired of seeing Peter Griffin's face no Interrupting your regularly scared. Do you want to see him on Bones? Do you want to see him on anything else? And that's why they killed Wolverine. And that's why we killed Wolverine, ladies yeah. and gentlemen.
0: Because <laughs> he was all over the fucking place.
1: All over the place. He's the hardest working man in Marvel. He is,
0: he is. Okay, so that's enough on uh, Access. Um, Not uh, look, he's
1: back off the, the wagon.
0: <laughs> the next one on this list was uh, Superior Iron Man. We've already kind of talked uh, briefly about it. Uh, Elizabeth and I have been talking about how... Um, Deeply evil uh this this Iron Man is. He's like it's, scary. It's yeah, it's, it's 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 scary in how um uh Anthony Hopkins in Silence of the Lambs. <laughs> um uh, Lechter, Hannibal Lecter Hannibal Lecter sorry. Hannibal Lecter uh was creepy because you're like, wow, that's that's a person.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Uh as you turn and you look at even Magneto, who has a cause you can kind of understand, yeah. but still looks like Michael Myers. It's like, oh, well, clearly it's still fake. Like, it's so over the top <laughs> and kind of like Looney Tunes yeah. that it's like, okay, that that can stay there. And it doesn't really affect you on the inside. Right. This is so soul-twistingly evil mm-hmm. that it's a little unsettling to see him it's- take such revelance in... In causing so much misery,
1: yeah, in, in and and doing exactly what he's doing to see to see someone with absolutely zero empathy. He's a sociopath. He's turned into a complete yeah. sociopath from this charismatic, like I mean, not that Tony don't have his fucking problems, I sure, mean, but he's gone from this like charismatic, eccentric kind of person to this just cold. And just, again, he's, this isn't, this isn't my Iron it's Man. Absolute zero. Who the empathy? hell is yeah. this guy? He it's, is a sociopath.
0: And it's so weird because in this book he says that he's been holding back because he wants people to not feel alienated by his presence and his superior intellect.
1: Yeah, and this like isn't now alienating we're gonna,
0: people. Well, he, now we don't give a fuck. Uh, but like that, now he's going to let loose like, what, what, what are we going to see now?
1: I don't even, I'm just, I mean, I'm like, he, he's two seconds away from hookers and blow off in a bad Oh, no, that's happening just between panels. That's fair. That's between panels. Um, I was waiting for us to actually see it. Yeah. But he's lost all of his touch with reality. Like, I understand that when you do, when you are really smart, it does set you apart. Yeah. But you, you don't want a Dr. Manhattan out here. Like you still need something that ties you to this world, and I thought pepper would be enough, and it's, it's
0: no, not. No, because the magical spell is is beyond magic da- again, magic, huh? Yeah, well, you know the magical plot device that drives uh, these stories forward. Uh, magic. But like, Matt Murdock has a site uh, which, very briefly, and actually, I noticed, and actually, I really enjoyed. Um, My world is shattered. The, entol- the entire <laughs> scene was from his first person perspective. Mm-hmm. Which I thought was very cool. Like, we never really get to look back on Matt.
1: Yeah, it's, um... They've been doing some really awesome things with... There are some...
0: I feel <clears> like <throat> with with Daredevil specifically... Yeah. Has taken the biggest um, artistic kind of, um... Whatchamacallit, it's... um leaps. Risks or leaps. <laughs> uh, the Hawkeye issue where there was this, the whole sign language... That
1: was beautiful. Uh, ...center
0: was, is also very cool. But, like, Chris Samney... Uh, and Sinar, who I'm so glad he's doing Marvel work, mm-hmm. um, indeed. Like I, I felt that was that was super cool, and I was kind of wondering how long it would last. But it goes for the entire short span that he has sight. Yeah. So I'm curious, like, will will Daredevil cave and for foresight? Will he cave to oh, no. submitting to to Tony? I'm
1: I trying to figure not. out who the
0: fuck this other Iron Man is. <laughs> I feel right. <laughs> I like after reading this I feel he's a time displaced Iron Man. Like Doctor Who. Uh,
1: like, well, like, it could happen. Look at all the fucking Spider-Mans yeah. right now. I mean it could totally happen.
0: Uh and like we've got the all new X-Men, so like
1: time. Apparently time it's is broken. cool. Just bring in all yeah. your past people from it's everywhere. Cool. It don't
0: matter. Um <laughs> I I said I didn't know how long I could uh hang on watching Tony like this. And every issue, I still feel that way, but I don't feel any less interested in the next book. I'm, so I think I'm just settling on. I'm just uncomfortable.
1: I think I'm with still in this, the train wreck scenario. Like you don't want to look, but you can't look away. Yeah, that's kind of what's driving me towards it.
0: Um, and kind of just to to end on, there was more books, but we just really talked a lot about core and, and Access. <laughs> um, over in DC, uh, the good Kubert uh, busts out. Um, mm-hmm. Robin rises alpha. Yeah. Uh so Damian Wayne is back. Indeed. Which uh I'm late to the game
1: on. You didn't know he was dead?
0: No, no, I knew that much. Okay. I knew that much cuz I remember you and Chris and Bo and everyone at the at the lair like <laughs> fuck this they didn't say anything about it they until didn't. three days before from USA Today yeah
1: thanks a lot Grant and, Morrison you and, yeah. bag of dicks <laughs> and nobody is, is stocked enough for this no we weren't yeah. we're like oh it's just like every other week we'll just order this we you make our orders we make orders three months in advance yeah. so if you don't fucking say anything and then two days later, before they're like by the way Damon's gonna die yeah. every person and their mother wanted four copies of this I'm like we don't have enough Yeah. I'm fucked
0: Um, so Damien is now back uh, and where I'm late to the game is uh, I didn't quite realize all the build up uh, story wise that was going into him coming back Uh I pick up um, Batman and Robin 37 I think because uh, it's the one where he comes back. Yeah. Um, although you can pick up Robin Rises and, and yeah. you'll get everything.
1: It'll reiterate what's happened yeah. in the first part, couple pages all the, of the story.
0: All the important stuff, really. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I see Batman going to Apocalypse, <laughs> fighting uh, Darkseid for some shard. I'm like, what the fuck blah, is going Blah, on blah, blah. Lazarus
1: Pit. Blah, blah, blah. League of Shadows.
0: <laughs> okay. Okay. Um, so I'm assuming that means that the League directs him to the to how he he can bring back damien
1: batman batman had to make a choice Uh and i think he made the right one because i've always felt that i've always felt that this robin in particular damien being robin was always held a really interesting dynamic because of all the robins that bruce has had over the years this is the first one that is his son
0: and he cares you can always he see he cares. cares more. Like he's he's raised Dick and uh even Jason, Jason and um and um my fucking <laughs> one I like a
1: lot. You got it. Uh got Tim it.
0: Tim? Tim Drake. Tim Drake. Um uh, he's loved them like sons. Yes. Uh especially when it comes to like Dick.
1: Yeah, they should stop giving foster kids to Bruce Wayne.
0: <laughs> um but It always seemed like everything came way faster when it came to Damien.
1: Well, and you know what? He's young and he's extremely young and he's very deadly and he's very smart. And even Bruce, when he was first, he's like, I can totally go do this. He's like, I don't want you out there. It's dangerous. He's like, I don't give a shit. Yeah. You know, I know what I can do. And he's like, it's different because you're my son. Because he even, he calls him out. He's like, you would have let one of the other Robins do it. He's like, this is different. So Batman made a choice and I think he made the right choice
0: what was the choice it was Damien or Talia or Talia well he's gotta get one of them oh, out yeah you totally to bring back Damien Tal- Talia's <laughs> a fucking bag of cats well
1: again but you know he's like did you find my mother
0: yeah I did read that
1: and I was like that's so
0: bad yeah and I, and I saw like he that he he says he had to make a choice I'm like alright well yeah clearly that's that's the choice like Talia's Gone back and forth as far as helping and, well, she's and crazy. hurting. Yeah. <laughs>
1: Let's be honest. She, that's the only reason that's the only reason that this child is even here. Yeah. Because she's crazy. Yeah. But I kind of I really did like this one with a were fighting um Dark Side? No. Oh oh Ka- Caliban? Caliban. Calib- Cal- Oh my god. Monkey guy? Monkey looking dude. Oh yeah, um, Dark many children. The, the art the art was really spectacular, but it was kind yeah, this of this is the good Cooper. It was kind of the fitting as well because this is pretty much reminds me a lot of when Damien first bursts onto the scene, except instead of smashing up the back cave he's, he's helping. Yeah. Um there was some it was a little anticlimactic, but again, it's the first one, so I usually a well, It's him also a, a one shot. I yeah, picked it up one-shot. thinking that this
0: was gonna be a new series.
1: No, this is the elf, there will be an omega. Oh, is there? I believe. Okay, but um, some genuinely really great moments between the Bat Family. Yeah, you know, because they're all there helping, and they've all bonded together really well. So some spectacular moments between all of them mm. that really reiterates the fact that they're in this together. A little anticlimactic, but again, it's a one shot, and it, it's just a bridge to what's going to happen next.
0: Yeah, I think this marks a good point to jump into Batman and Robin. Hmm. Um. I feel like uh, Scott Snyder's Batman has always kind of been in its own little bat universe. (laughs) Kind of. um, Detective, (laughs) uh, kind of similarly. Uh, I think if if you're interested in kind of catching up with, with Damien and getting into another Bat book, if you are not in any or if you're just curious um batman and robin is uh is definitely kind of
1: batman and robin has actually been pretty fun damien's run on batman and robin was really i did
0: i did really kind of grow to enjoy damien as i liked i kind of liked him and dick more
1: i love tim drake and i love i love dick grayson absolutely i love the robins i like the fact that when i first met damien i was like this kid is a fucking obnoxious brat what a little shithead!" He's such an ass and I was like I what is the what in the world is this character ever going to amount to that would be befitting something of this caliber. And again, one of those characters who I really grew to really you know what it is at the end of the day, he might not love Bruce the same. He, was, he you know what it was? He didn't love Bruce the way that the other Robins did because even at the end of the day the other Robins respected Bruce for what he was doing. Damien did not. Because everyone he'd be like, You're my father, he's like Phew. he's like, I'm your father and he's like, But you didn't raise me. Yeah. Where the like fuck the, have you been? The
0: the other Robins looked up to uh to Bruce as a yeah. father figure. There's
1: a reverence there. And, and Damien did not have that. So that dichot- that, yeah. that was a very strange interaction. Damien comes
0: in almost like you're kind of an equal to me. Yeah. Uh, More I'm an equal to you. Yeah, that's that's (laughs) a better way to put it. Uh, I think what's always kind of interesting with Damien specifically was that you kept being reminded, oh yeah, he's 10. He's a kid. Like he is this very brutal uh, fighter, like a a deadly deadly trained assassin. But then you kind of get these moments where it's like, oh yeah, He's he's 10.
1: And he and even at his, I'm like, they're not going to kill yeah. a kid. And and you I mean, see he, again, <laughs> yeah, like you see him struggle with like,
0: oh, that's kid things, that's kid stuff. So I I feel that because really, he didn't
1: exactly have a normal childhood. Yeah,
0: I feel that really humanized the character, <laughs> and, and it did, and, and it, it really got people to kind of get duped <laughs> into really and in, really caring for are, him. There
1: are moments, there were some moments when he finally broke down, and him and Bruce had a really great yeah, moment. Yeah, and he he died a hero. True. Cause I was like, they're not really gonna kill a ten-year-old, are they? Yep. Oh, they totally fucking are. Yep. Neat. Good on you, Grant. But um, he died a hero as well, and I think that it was. I, I didn't realize, I didn't know if they were gonna bring him back or not. I figured they should do another one, which sort of. Um, I thought that that was a hero's ending for Damien, and now I'm kind of excited to see what's going to happen next.
0: With the new superpower, Damien. He's
1: jacked under his face, yo. Yeah, that's... A lot of roids
0: in the Lazarus pit. That's, that's gotta be... That's, that's weird. <laughs> it's gonna and be fucking creepy. The last... The very last page kind of throws me off. And I don't know if it's just an art <laughs> thing, or if it's something we're we're gonna have to learn and deal with. <laughs> the very last page is a two-page spread of typical Batman and Robin through the city. Batman is swinging through very obviously through one of his, through one of the cords. Right. Robin has no cord.
1: Yeah, I saw that. I was like,
0: I looked at him like, is he fucking flying? Is that another (laughs) power he's gonna have? I don't know, but it'd be kind of cool. Like he's, he's like at least Superboy level kind of strength. A little bit. But it seemed, it would seem weird if he started manifesting on the, any other powers past that, because Batman's always so street level. He's not. He's not powerful. He doesn't have powers. Yeah, like to even. <laughs> he has a credit card. For even his his one of his sidekicks to have too many powers seems like. Eh,
1: I don't know. I'm a little. I'm I'm excited to see where it's gonna go. I'm excited to see what's gonna happen with Damien.
0: Yeah, because like Damian changes Batman. Yes. Uh, you you could read a million different Bat stories. And Batman's always pretty much the same in them, stoic, lonely, yeah <laughs> um remorseful cold uh Damien is kind of the one uh plot device, even to <laughs> to essentially stop Bruce from crying about his parents <laughs> to talking about something else.
1: well, I have always said that Bruce, I mean I know he has a dog, but I've always said that Bruce needs a therapy animal, like he needs something. Like a little chinchilla. Yeah, something cute. <laughs> something real soft. <laughs> like a bunny. <laughs> yes.
0: Oh, the bat bunny.
1: <laughs> oh bat bunny with his little <laughs> he's ears. He's already got the
0: ears, yeah. Perfect. Oh wow. He's got like a little black bunny. <laughs>
1: but no, I've always said that Bruce needs like a therapy animal because he needs like <laughs> he as much as he does to to save the the world, he's doing all of this, you know, to save Gotham, to save other people, to do this. He needs something to save himself, and I, I think Damien
0: yeah, is the, that person. Yeah. Um, that I'm,
1: reason to live for.
0: Like I, I, I've said it, and I feel that Batman, by himself, is not a very interesting character Mm-mm. because for the most part, he's always kind of the same. He's, he's
1: lonely and stoic and nothing, and he's mopey. <laughs>
0: yeah, like he's he's always. You can always predict Batman. Yeah. Uh, it's his rogues gallery that make the the bat that that interesting and and puts yeah. him to this upper echelon that him and few others belong in.
1: Indeed, because he's hit was as Bruce is left to his own devices, he would eventually just become the Joker. I have no qualms that he would no. just go off the handle eventually. It's the people in his life that keep him rooted here: Alfred, Batgirl, the he has, he has all these this other huge people. Huge
0: support uh, cast. Yeah. of all the other Bat family, and he pushes that, them away. Yeah well it's it's weird because and we've talked about this. this was actually inspired by a conversation I had with uh, I think Bo a mm. while back. Um, Batman, who is the the, the ultimate loner hero, <laughs> has a better support system s- than Superman, Superman who is supposed to be all about kind of like the the ideals <laughs> of. Of togetherness and like family values, and
1: and again, he is also because it is because very honestly, it's because Batman is a human, and because when he doesn't want to be around, it's because the people in his life know that that's where they need him, or they, they he needs them more than anything. Superman has always sort of been apart from it because, as much as he is, he knows he's not really part of this world and the only people he lets in are the people he's really close to which what about used Kara to be and lowest? Connor and even Kara's off the fucking wagon right now, dude. <laughs> Granted but I'm Come saying on, she was a <laughs> red lantern. Historic nuts. Historically I mean there have
0: been points where they were been close. He's been closer with Kara than he has with Connor.
1: Well Connor's kind of, you know, again, rebel loner kid.
0: But I'm mean, like even pre New Fifty two mm-hmm. Superman always kind of kept himself apart he from does his
1: super family well he keeps himself apart from his super family mostly because they're off doing their own thing he keeps himself apart from his human families as well because again very in a very different dichotomy of the way that they were raised mm-hmm. is that bruce went forward and embraced everything the fear and all the things superman was raised with fear yeah well don't do this you'll hurt somebody because he keeps himself they're, his away. We- they're
0: his weakness
1: he keeps himself away on purpose
0: they're, they're his weakness because he is physically ultimate. Mm-hmm. Uh, the, the way you get to Superman is through somebody he knows. Batman is physically vulnerable, so his, his uh, I guess, equivalence is the strength he has, even if it does come off as cold. It does. That he has with his, his Bat family.
1: It, uh, it does, and that's just because he is protecting them from him.
0: From him, yeah, yeah. Which makes me
1: sad. Just give him a but bunny. We but we don't want a soft, cuddly Batman. Just give him a bunny. You don't want that. I'm getting a Batman a bunny. That Christmas. would be amazing. <laughs> Just a little bun bun and he has to like feed.
0: Hashtag Bat Bunny.
1: Hashtag Bat
0: Bunny. <laughs> uh, Alright, so that's going to uh, wrap it up this week. Um cool. A very brief explanation Spider-Man and the X-Men number one I was disappointed because they're all too mean to Spider-Man poor Spider-Man uh, and I just don't get the new cap
1: um, also another one if you're not reading it already please pick up the Masters of the Universe they just started the Eternity War for all you 80s kids out there holy shit shit is going down and it's been friggin ph- phenomenal so far uh,
0: also Mimetic 3 came out I'm actually saving that one uh, to talk with Elizabeth uh, next <laughs> week mm. Bonkers!
1: Did your brain blow up yet? Super bonkers.
0: <laughs> um, if you've liked anything that we've talked about here, uh, if there are any books that we haven't talked about that you want to bring up uh, and uh, are looking for some kind of resolution from Axis or <laughs> anything, you know, you can always find us. We're on the Facebook, the Twitter, the Google+, the Tumblr, the Instagram, uh, and you can email us at comicissues at com. Uh, the Lair, uh, although a physical presence on this earth, <laughs> also has all kinds of social medias.
1: Yep. You can find us on Facebook at Villainous Lair Comics. We're also on Twitter, Instagram, and Tumblr under Villainous Lair. And you can always email us at VillainousLair at gmail.com. V-I-L-L-A-I-N-O-U-S. Because
0: <laughs> spelling is hard sometimes. It is hard. <laughs> um, this uh, this podcast comes out on the 31st. First, uh, So, happy New Year's Eve to everybody. Be oh, safe.
1: Happy New Year's.
0: <laughs> uh, in just a couple short weeks, uh, the Lair will be participating in one of the Star Wars release parties. January 14th. Uh, which, uh, I I got a press release about it, but it was a while ago. What's coming in the Star Wars uh, It's the new. Parties?
1: It's all the new Marvel but stuff. Isn't there extra neat stuff? Yeah, we have buttons. We have variant covers. Mm-hmm. We have things like that to give away. We are going to be hosting a um, launch party and that information will be available on our website next week at www.villainouslayer.com we're still sorting out a few things with potentially the 501st so please stay tuned to our website and we will get you more information as we get it set up
0: super hip Uh, And unfortunately, if you are not in the general San Diego area, uh, check in with your comic shop and see what they're doing. This is not a uh, layer-only kind of party, uh, but it will be the best party in San Diego.
1: That's for sure. But yeah, you can always go to Comic Shop Locator to find a comic book store in your area to see if they're uh, promoting this event.
0: Uh, Of course, never miss this podcast if you're subscribed to it on Stitcher, iTunes, and the Pod Bay. Uh, And of course, the website you know and love is www.comic-issues.com. So until next week, everybody, I am Anthony Silva. I'm Sarah Winchester. And good geeking. See you.